Hey, everybody, it's Lynn, and thanks for listening to one of my very first podcasts I've ever created. If you're hearing this message, that means that, yep, you guessed it, these are one of the first, and I am learning my way around the podcast world. I'm really excited to be going on this adventure and meeting new people, really learning about others, overcoming their own adversity, living life on their own terms, how they hustled or overcame or whatever that is. And it's a little scary to be putting myself out there. And so some mistakes have made. You'll hear some growth as the podcasts go on. I'm not a professional, but I'm learning and I'm really excited to be sharing these initial podcasts with you perfectly imperfect. So I hope you enjoy and I'm wishing you all the best. Ciao for now. Welcome to the Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. My name is Lynn Howard, an international speaker, consultant, coach, and you guessed it, digital nomad. And I want you to create a life on your terms. We always have a choice. This podcast is about hustle, perseverance, manifestation, and making it happen on your terms. In the end, how do you want to be remembered? Someone who had a life or someone who truly lived by their own design? We are not our circumstances. Our circumstances are a part of us. So join me as we create a life on our terms. All right. Aloha, everybody. This is Lynn Howard, and we are with Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. I'm super stoked to have Mozilla Perry Adamalui. Hopefully I said that right. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. I always get nervous when it comes to like performance time. I'm like, I'm going to mess it up (laughs) Um, as my guest today. And again, on our podcast, we speak to people, not just entrepreneurs, but also those that really just want to take life and live it on their own terms, overcoming perseverance and obstacles and just really grabbing that life bull by the horns and, and guiding it and having a life of purpose. So Mozella, I'm really excited to have you today. Um, well, thank, thank you, you for coming. It's great to be here. Thank Excellent. you very much. Just so I can introduce you a little bit, I met Mozella here. It's uh, 2020. I met her in the beginning of the year in Bali. She was a keynote speaker at a women's leadership uh, summit. Uh, so she is an international speaker. She's an author. Uh, she does retreats and workshops. She also has her law degree. Am I correct in saying that? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Excellent. And right. a world traveler since she was a child. And so um, she has lots to talk about today. And so Mozella, I want to just open it up to you and say, you know, welcome and thank you for coming on. Well, thanks. I really love what you're doing. I think it's such an important message for professional women in particular, but all of us generally. Absolutely. I know that your focus is with professional women and I love that you support the woman and embody, you know, really them discovering their own power and designing change for themselves, which is really what you promote. Tell me what started this for you. What, what was really the defining factor for you to go in and help empower women to discover their own power? Well, I think that 
First of all, like you said, I, I, I grew up abroad. I left the country, the United States, when I was nine years old. And I came back when I was 18 to go to university and then on to law school. But whilst I was away, there was just so much, um, let's just say, that began to build up in my life where the difference and, and my insecurities and lack of self-esteem started when I was really much younger. And then it went on through law school. And so it became my re desire to help women to strengthen themselves. And, and I had to start with myself. Yeah, that's where I had to begin because so often we think the answers are outside of us and we're looking for somebody or something or some course or someone else to rescue us. And it's something, first of all, that we have to recognize within ourselves. And I'm not to say that we don't need help because sometimes we do and coaches are a good example. You know that because of the work that you do. But nevertheless, we do have to realize that we have to identify what it is that's going on within us, first and foremost. Know what the problem is or what the challenge is, if you want to call it. That. Absolutely. Yeah. I am all about self-digging and self-healing yes. and self-discovery. And uh, yes, I, I, that's one of the things that really attracted me to you during the Women's Leadership Summit, your talk about really looking within before we look outward. Um, so tell us about your hike to Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh, you you Kilimanjaro. did it once and then did it twice? Right. And it's like life. Basically, I first saw it when I was about 10 years old because we had gone to, um, to Tanzania where it's located in Moshi. And it called me back. She called me back. And I think what's so significant for me is that th this mountain, this beautiful Mount Kilimanjaro became my teacher. The first time I thought, let me just do this. I'm 50 years old and let me go with, I'll go on my own. Really, <laughs> And my sister was like, oh no, we'll go with you. And so we had this big team. But the point was, is that I was so afraid. I really, I wanted to do it, but I really had all these big question marks, this doubts, you know, I, am I this enough? Am I too old? Am I this? Can, am I fit enough? And, and so when you start, which I did on Mount Kilimanjaro, I started that journey with always, already having the self-doubt that I could actually do what I set out to do. And sure enough, 15,000 feet, several days into the climb, my sister became very ill. I was, I know this sounds funny, I was so grateful because it was like, oh my gosh, that's my excuse to, to stop. And so often we look for someone else to give us permission to, it's okay, you know, you don't have to do it. You've gotten this far, you can turn back. And it's not always what we need to hear. So fast forward 10 years later, lots of growth. I've gotten older, I'm now 60, but I decided it was just inside me, this question of could I have achieved it if we had not turned back? So we chose a different route, actually a harder route, because I chose the first route thinking, let's take the shortcut, it's five days, we have these little huts to sleep into, we don't have to do the tents, because I'm not a tent girl. But going back, I took the longer route, and it was nine days. It was really very um, arduous to do so. Mm. But I went with a completely different mindset. 
I knew it was challenging all the way, every step of the way, but I knew we were going to make it. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is, it was just a great analogy for life. It was very affirming and confirming for me. So it's, oh. it's what I, it's the lessons I learned there is, is really the foundation of, of um, what I teach. Well, I definitely want to come back to those lessons. But before we get to that, that 10-year span, you said you learned yes. and grew a lot. What, what are yes. some key points that you feel that was part of your growth and learning about yourself to take that, um, take that leap again 10 years later? Right. Well, first of all, I think, again, it is very easy to, you know, we can dream, we can desire, we can want something. But when we don't really embrace fully, we don't, it has to live with us. And this, that's what happened to me. I really had to make it, you know, use the word burning desire. It's something I really, really needed to want. Not this week I want it, next month I've forgotten about it or put it down, pick it back up. So first and foremost, I had learned how to really focus in on, set my goals and focus in on what I wanted to achieve. And not necessarily just a goal, but who do I need to be? What kind of system, how do I need to operate kind of day in, day out in order to just live life day to day, never mind a particular goal. But because a lot of times, if you just decide you're going to focus on that one goal and then you reach it, let's just say, wait, that's the one that a lot of women love to, that's a good example because you can say, okay, I'm going to buy this time, I'm going to lose 10 pounds and you work and you work and you work and you lose the 10 pounds. And then after that, you just kind of eventually go back and you end up weighing more than you did in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it was figuring out how to make some fundamental changes to the way I lived, to the way I thought, to the way I woke up and went through my day, and the way especially that I ended my day. So it, was, it, it became these partly rituals, some habits, some attitude changes, all of these combined to make me a much stronger person. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, I love that analogy. And I, I, I also was attracted to your, your story because of the mountain, because life is such a journey. And you're exactly right. People think that that peak is yes. the end of the journey. And actually, it's not. Once you get to that peak, there's another peak and another peak and then another peak. There's and always more. That's right. Yeah, it's, that's beautiful. So let's fast forward and you're on that journey and you said you really learned a lot of lessons. Um, can you tell us about one or two? Because that's a, that's a mental, like oh, yes. definitely a lot of physical strength and stamina, yes, yes. but mentally, and I didn't hike Mount Kilimanjaro, but what I did hike is I hiked Rainbow Mountain in Peru and it was, it was a mental oh. gain. It was a tour. Sure in totally transformation, uh, total right. transformation for me. So what were the, a couple of lessons that you learned and how do you implement that into your everyday life now? Right. Thank you. Well, good, good, um, good question. I like that. Now the steps, uh, there were seven steps that I learned and, but I, I'd like to start with kind of how I walk through this journey. Please. Very, very often we are, we want it like tomorrow. We want it right away. We 
we want everything so fast. And I think about the tortoise and the hare. And we all know that story about the, the hare that was just at this particular pace. Now, when you're on the mountain, the guides, people who are going up and down, they have this Swahili, key Swahili word, uh, words that say pole pole. It's spelled P-O-L-E, P-O-L-E, but it's pronounced pole plo pole. And it means slowly, slowly. Mm. And it's brilliant. It's brilliant because that is how one needs to think all along the way. It's so easy. Sometimes you get these uh, guys that come from Europe, they're all muscles and everything, and they got their backpacks on and they're zooming past you. And they are the ones who are taken down on the Kilimanjaro Express. And what the Express is a will is a uh, is a um, <laughs> as a stretcher, because they're because you think that because you're fit that you can just take them out. And I'm not saying there aren't people who who don't do that, but there are a lot of athletic people who don't realize that you know. First of all, you've got all the climate changes, and you have to give your body, your system a chance to acclimatize to the environment within which you're, you're existing and operating. And so even when it comes to, to business or anything that you want to achieve personally, if you just dive in there, sometimes that way, hold on, hold on, you need to be, I guess, paced in a way that really supports you for the long run. So essentially, I think pole pole is one of the best lessons that I learned. It's slowly, slowly. That does not mean that there aren't places where you can coast or you can move faster because on the mountains, like in life, there's, there were the hills and there were valleys. So we were constantly, which is like on these, on the mountain itself, there were lots of different hills and valleys and plains and, and, and you needed to be aware of where you were on the journey. So that was a very important lesson that I have continued to learn. But like, just to give you an example, climb the wall is another one of my favorite lessons. And on Mount Kilimanjaro, there was something called the Great Barranco Wall. That was the one thing. You know how you know what you've got to do that's coming ahead and you think, oh my gosh, what's going to happen when we get to the mount, the, the, the wall, and, and you're afraid of it. And before I even set out on the journey, I was concerned. And the guide said to me, Moselle, because I kept asking him questions about it. What's the wall going to be like? And he said, Mozella, the wall is four days away. What? Wait until we get there. And essentially, it was an 800-foot wall that was just, that was the only time we had to kind of climb on all fours and I had so much fear around that. And that's just it. Sometimes we, we do have to just take it one step at a time. And when we get to that part that we know it's going to be a little bit challenging, then you just literally take that one step at a time as well. Even if you're on your knees or on your butt, you know, whatever, whatever on your knees, yeah, whatever is, is needed. So. Well, and I love that if I can interject that. And oh, yeah, sure something that I think entrepreneurs and even us as women, as mothers and as, you know, yes. caretakers of the earth, we often Absolutely. bulldoze through or we get so lost in, you know, everything that's needed that we forget all we need to do sometimes in the fear, in the face of fear and anything is it, with entrepreneurship, just take one step at a time. 
one step at a time. That one step. Yeah, that one step. And it can change your life. I I love that. Absolutely. Uh, So so your seven steps uh, that you learned during the process. Please share. Okay. Well, and I'm just going to take them. Please show your book to everybody for those. All right. Great. Yes. So the first one is imagine first. And we talked about that. That's about if it's a one word vision and then choose your boots. We all, we need to be ready for what it is that we know. There's no point in going out there in the mountain and you, or any, any goal that you have, you need to have everything assembled so that you're ready. So it is about preparedness and then attitude, then altitude. If you don't have the right attitude, and that's mountain speak, that wasn't my particular uh, saying, but if you don't have the right attitude, you're not going to be able to reach those various different, and it's not just necessarily um, altitude, but even length, even even something that's flat, you know, if it's, it's walking 192 miles or 10 miles, whatever the journey is, six months, you really need to have the right attitude before you start making progress. And then climb the wall. We already went over that one. Essentially, it's about courage as opposed to embracing courage as opposed to the fear, because the fear mm-hmm. is going to hold you back. And then realign with the steps. It gets hard. And, and, and it's better for you to really recognize where you are and realign your thinking. Sometimes you just have to stop. Let me just think about this for a moment. Where am I? And realign with the steps. Each one of them has, it says the more daunting a task, the more we benefit from realigning ourselves to it. So we have to, sometimes we just have to make these little course corrections, just like an airplane does, just based upon where you are. If you have to go a little bit more to the right, a little bit to the left, or make a sharp turn, whatever it is, be aware of what what you need to do to make sure that you're, you're on course and, and get to your destination on time. Mm-hmm. And then assess your plateau. That's the sixth step. And assess your plateau. There are places like on Kilimanjaro, and here we are, we're climbing, climbing, climbing. And then we get to this flat land. It was just amazing for, I can't remember how long we were on it, but it was roughly a mile away. It was just totally flat. And it was quite a relief to find that to be that high up, we get to stroll a little bit. Sometimes when we reach reach plateaus in life, we get stuck there and we don't continue on the journey. And so the, the key is to, am I stuck or is this just a place where I can rest? And it's okay to take a break and relax and rest. But when you're staying in that break mode for too long, then you realize you might need to reassess. Is this, is this something that I need to do something about? Do Don't I need pitch help? a tent there, is what you're right. saying. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And then the last step is uh, look beyond the summit. And you said it just mm. a few minutes ago. No matter what your goal is, there's always something else. And... And as exciting as it is to get up there, we made it, you know, congratulations, take your photographs and all of that. But, but the point is, is that not only was the journey important, but you need to really, we need to look beyond that to understand what are the lessons and to also realize that 
there are other mountains to climb. They're always, they're, some of them are hills, some of them are, are treks that you take across somewhere, but uh, there's always something else. And that's exciting. We always want more and there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. What a beautiful, what a beautiful small glimpse into such a profound story of your journey in your own life that Thank is not, not just like such a cool experience, the hike and the, the, the literal obstacle or persevering right. <laughs> endurance, yes, yes. but how you change that and how you adapted that very much into your life. And how long ago was that that you hiked Kilimanjaro? Seven years. Seven, seven years. Seven years ago. Right. And yes. What's beautiful is this has been a 17, essentially a 17 year journey because 10 years prior to that, you did your first attempt and yes. the lessons that you've learned and implemented throughout the process, not just in your own life, but also, um, yes. but also in the business where you are really continuing those lessons. And the funny thing is, is a lot of times people like, well, like you said, overcome, get to top, that top of the mountain and they'll just celebrate and then they'll not necessarily continue the process. Or if we go back to the metaphor of a woman losing weight, you know, they hit that goal and then they go back to the complacency of the normalities of life and, um, sure. and how you've really utilized this and kept this as part of your journey um, and empowering others. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. And I, and I think that one of the things too I'd like to share, Lynn, is that just as an example of more mountains to climb or more goals, et cetera, that about three years after Killing, I decided that I was going to, to walk across England. I, I've hiked all my life, so I loved it. And that was 192 miles wow. on foot for 13 days. And again, there's always in life, there's so much that we can and have to learn from it. And I think nature teaches us so much. And uh, I... I I think that no matter what, and I love to use nature as an example. I mean, the moon, the, the, the full moon, the, the sun rising, the sun setting, the rain, the storms, the garden, there is so much that we have all around us that we can learn lessons that are applicable to our lives and to our businesses and to our relationships. Absolutely. But we just have to open our eyes. And, yes, and, and not just literally, it, like just really be open and the, the, what you were saying earlier too about um, presence, like really being in the moment, uh, what your Absolutely. guide was telling you, don't worry about that wall, it's, it'll come, right. you know, and, yes. and because we allow life to happen to us. Um, so definitely. So what, what would you, in retrospect, and all of these accomplishments, which, by the way, I forgot to mention, audience, that Mozella is a, an extremely beautiful poet, uh, which is just incredible. And you can find her on YouTube. And um, Mozella, do, do you have other areas where they can find your, your poetry and uh, you speaking? Well, yes, the, on loveisamountain.com. I have my blogs and um, some poetry as well. And on the mountainpeakstrategies.com, uh, I have videos. I have videos on, on both websites, actually. Yeah, definitely a must listen to because uh, your poetry oh, thank you. 
covers a lot of really real topics. And, uh, you know, right now it's, it's summer of 2020. So, you know, hopefully people are listening to this 10 years from now. So we're in the middle of a global pandemic, we'll say. Yes. And with everything happening in the U.S. Uh, with Black Lives Matter, and it just seems yes. like there's so much, um, there's so many obstacles and things being thrown in in the, what the normalcy of life was. And um, what would you say to somebody today, uh, especially a young a young woman or a young mother, because I know that you your your audience is primarily women, um, to help them really make it through the other side, more evolved, more grown. Uh, what, what would be a piece of advice that you would give an 18-year-old or a 20-year-old or a 25-year-old today who's just wanting to, to get through the rest of the year um, somewhat sane, we'll say? Right, sure. I think that looking, obviously being in the moment, but also looking ahead and planning and just determining based upon where I want to be, what I want to do, how far I need to travel to get to where I want to be, what are those action steps? But, but, but even before we get to the action steps, it's who am I in what I need to achieve? Who do I need to be? Because we're not always ready for what we want to accomplish. There's, there's training, there's getting ourselves ready, there's, there's making sure that our attitudes and our self-esteem is where it needs to be. So it really becomes a self-assessment as well as a close look at what it is that I choose to accomplish, whether it's a big goal or some little goals. And then creating some plans. I don't care whether you do it on a napkin, a back of a piece of paper. I like to call them maps. And create something that is exciting for you, that puts your feet to the fire at the same time, something that you can commit to, timeframes, but not to be so stringent that if you have a slight setback, the kids get sick or something happens at work, you might have to put delay something or put put a plan on hold but when you have the map already laid out you can go back to it and you can pick back up oh here's where i was here's what i'm doing now let me start taking those next steps so the actions are very important it's so important to keep moving because once we get stuck, it can take a little while to, like you said, once we pitch our tent where we, where we really <laughs> don't want to live, it, it can take a minute to, to get that momentum going again. Right. But be gentle with ourselves at the same time. I Keep moving that. gently. Mm-hmm. Going back to the, I believe you said it was Swahili um, term, pole pole, right? Slowly, yes, slowly. yes. Absolutely. Yes. Don't stop moving. Just keep going, even if it's tiptoes. All right. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Indeed. So, so in retrospect, if you could go and if it's different advice or the same, please let me know. But if you can go back and tell your your own fifteen year old self one piece of advice, uh, what would that be to create life on your own terms? What would that be? Courage to actually have the courage to say yes because 
I, I think so often we, it's really easy to, okay, let me just give you the title of a, a book. And, and, and that's a really great answer because often we, we might say, oh, I want to do this. or I want to do that. But then we're so afraid because we don't know how to go about it. And the title of this book is the answer to how is yes. And so I think it is at whatever age we are, just say yes to it. Now, sometimes things don't work out. Sometimes it's, it's not A, but we find that we'll have more success with B or D or, or, or a different plan, but at least say yes to it. Because then when you say yes and you go for it, you know. Just like I did when I was 50, I knew. I knew that at that time, I, I wasn't as ready in a very important part in, inside myself. I just wasn't ready there. When I went to law school, when I, there are so many times in our lives, when, especially when we're teenagers, when we are so afraid of our own shadows. And so if we can just, just take those little goals, just take something tiny that you want to achieve. Say yes to that. Because once you have an achievement, oh my gosh, it gets you, it gives you the courage to go back and try something else that might be a little bit bigger or takes you in a different direction altogether. Absolutely. Thank you, Mozella. Courage is huge. And uh, it, it's so transcending. I mean, you can courage not just to say yes, but even in some aspects to say no or to be your biggest advocate yes. or to just be you, right? Especially Absolutely. with women. Yeah, we struggle yes. with being ourselves um, and losing our our identity to others and to what we think should be. So, and not just women, I I, I won't discredit that men go through it as well, but thank you for that. Well, I've loved having you on uh, Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. Any last bits of advice that you would love to give people living a life on their own terms uh, maybe either overcoming some obstacles or persevering through their own, uh, over their own mountains right now. Any last pieces of advice that you'd love to give to them? I, I would say you can do it because ultimately, Lynn, when we look at our entire lives, it's, it's not necessarily, you know how sometimes people say, pick your battles, or it's not necessarily that you're going to win every battle as long as you win the war. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe that's not a good analogy, but the bottom line is we go through these stages and we're constantly growing. And every day is an opportunity to start again. Every morning when we wake up, we can just all right, I'm, you know, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to set out. So I think it is taking advantage of all the moments, the opportunities to, to start again. And I think that is probably the most encouraging thing that I could say is be willing to start again. Be willing oh. to start again. I love that. With your map that you've created on the back of that napkin. So Mozella, please tell people how they could reach out to you. And of course, I'll have it um, in the notes section, but please let everybody know. Sure. Thank you. Mountain Peak Strategies. That's strategies, G-I-E-S dot com. Mountain Peak Strategies. And what's the name of your book? You have two books, right? 
I do. One is called Love is a Mountain, and that was kind of covered my life, and a lot of poetry in there, poetry and prose. And uh, But the, um, the one that's still available uh, right now is Rise, and it's on, available on Amazon. And that's my more recent one. That came out last year. Excellent. Well, thank you, Mozella. And again, if you were looking to book a really an not just an inspirational keynote or speaker, um, but just practical and so kind in, in your presence. It's just so humbling for those around you. Um, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out to Mozilla. She is definitely speaking um, internationally and also does retreats and workshops for women as well. And check out her book, Again, the newest one is Rise, and it's available on Amazon.com. Mozella, I appreciate your time today. Thank you for coming on. Oh, and thank you, Lynn, and thanks for all you do in the world. It's, it's really very inspiring. Oh, thank really you. I'm sure this won't be the last. I know I've taken lots of notes, so hopefully all of you have gotten it. This is Lynn Howard signing off from Bangkok, so I will chat with you soon. Thanks for tuning into Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe today so that way you'll get notifications every time a new episode is available. And if you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. And if this podcast moved you or feel it can move someone else, please share it with them today. I'm Lynn Howard, signing off from somewhere in the world. Till next time.